Welcome to the Modern Miss Mason podcast. My name is Leah Bowden and you're listening to Off the Cuff. Hello and welcome back to another Modern Miss Mason Off the Cuff session. Thank you for being patient with me. I am I've just found that I've not been able to get them out every week as I had hoped. And then some weeks I've got more content than I need. Or sometimes I'll record something and think, you know what? That's not time for that to get that out yet. So um, I will be here as much as I can with everything else that is going on. But I'm here today and I'm so happy about that. Um, you guys are still messaging me with off-the-cuff content. I love it. Thank you. Um, I do have a voice message waiting for me in the Anchor app as well to you. So remember, you can email me, you can DM me at Instagram, or you can click the link in the details of this podcast where it says voice message or message me and you can leave a, a one minute maximum message with an off the cuff subject. And I'll use, if you don't mind, I'll use your actual message in the content of the podcast. Next week, I have a bonus episode coming up with author and illustrator Anna Koska. She has written two books, From Coast to Cove and From Fields to Forest, both are an artist year in paint and pen. Um, she actually told me she homeschooled for a couple of years as well and is very familiar with that way of life, is an incredible natural history um, illustrator, just so knowledgeable, so full of life, has a beautiful Southern English accent. You'll love it. I recorded with her this week and that will be coming out for you next week. So please remember to subscribe, let your friends know if they're interested in that kind of thing and then you won't miss an episode. So before I jump into today's off the cuff session, I want to make sure that you are accessing all the ways that you can um, get help and support from me over here at Modern Miss Mason. So um, now is the time where kind of lots of people are slowly winding down for the summer break. We kind of go until July here in the UK. Uh, most of the schools don't finish till the middle, middle, even late July, um, but we don't start back till first, second week, September. But I know many of you listening in North America, you are slowly starting to wind down for the summer break. So now is the time to jump on um, the Unboxed course, which will take you through the, the, the weeds, really, of the, of the Charlotte Mason philosophy, help you understand all those details and how to put it into practice um, in your home. It really is a... Um, you know, a kind of a membership course that once you've signed up, you've got it for life, you can take your time over that. Um, I think there are over 50 lessons on there and it really does go into the details of how to fully unbox the Charlotte Mason philosophy. So sign up for that and you've got it for life. I would highly recommend that is a great thing for you to kind of muse over over the summer period before you start back in September. Um, if you would rather have some one-on-one -on -one with me, I do do con um, coaching calls. Uh, I You can buy a one-off hour call or a block of calls. Um, 
and I've got quite a few on the go at the moment, people who are, you can buy a block of four and make it last a whole year, or you can make it last a month, and you know, or, or four months, whatever you want to do. Um, and really, is that is a bespoke conversation to bring the best out in you and to help you understand the philosophy and how you put it into practice. And of course, if you are here in the UK this summer, if you are around, if you live here or you're traveling here, the Modern Miss Mason Conference is happening on the 2nd of July in rural Warwickshire and we still have some tickets left for you. So it is filling up beautifully. We've got a good crowd. It's going to be an amazing day. It's a one day conference. All this can be found on my website, modernmissmason.com or you can click the link in the details of uh, of the podcast here, or you can just go to the bio in, in Instagram if you're over there. But don't miss that opportunity. The coaching calls do book up pretty quickly over the summer. Unboxed is there for you all the time. Uh, there is a discount code for you in the details of this podcast. So grab that 20 discount today as well. And now is the time to kind of, you know, sign up, get all those things ready, get yourself learning over this summer period and ready for the new school year. Okay, adverts over. Maybe you want to pause get online, go up to the website now, go on to all the, all the details, find out what you can uh, and then come back and listen. Completely up to you because I know before you get to the end of this podcast, you'll probably forget and you'll be like, ah, oh, I keep meaning to book a coaching call with Leah, but I'd love to meet you. I'd love to meet you on a coaching call, which is via Zoom or at the conference in July. I just, yeah, would love to say hi to you all. Of course, there there's lots that is going to be happening over the next six to 12 months as the book launch gets closer. Um, I've got so many fun things to tell you guys about. So stay tuned, um, especially on the podcast, sign up for the email newsletter and follow me over on Instagram and I will keep you all posted. Okay, enough is enough, Leah. Let's get on with today's off the cuff session. Well, today I want to talk about um, families with multiple children and varying things have come in via questions about this. Um, sibling, sibling relationships, rhythm at home, general kind of home life when there's lots of children. Um, people have been asking, how do you homeschool when you've got, you know, a whole bunch of kids? How do you do that? So that's what we're going to talk about today. The Charlotte Mason big family, that might just be two quick kids or it might be 12. Uh, my experience is four so I've, I kind of got that in betweeny but really I think the principles that I have put into practice and learned over the years are something that you can use and try and try out but do if you are um, a family who has multiple children much bigger than my family find those people ask them key questions but hopefully today I can help you with some of that now there is this um very um you know the 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 lines between homeschooling mum and parenting and all those kind of hats you wear the lines are really blurred aren't they when you're where you're home educating and you have all your kids home at once but I think it's important that's why it's important to have rhythm in the day 
no matter how old your children are, which ones are formal school age, which ones are kind of going off off to college and things like that, you know, have rhythm in your day that brings security to the whole family. And, you know, even if they're a particular child is too old to be involved with a certain thing, they, if everyone knows what's going on in some way, shape or form, it brings this security to the family of all, you know, of, of, of varying sizes. Uh, now, I think it's really helpful for that to be visual. Um, so have some kind of board up with like, this is what's going on at this time of the day. It doesn't have to be a detailed timetable. You might be saying, Leah, we're, I'm kind of cool and organic and we just go with the flow. And, and that's great. And um, I have many elements of that in me in certain seasons of the year as well. But I, I'll, I also like that I like to um, help my family know that there is some kind of structure and rhythm and things that happen on certain days or certain times of the day. And I think this is really key to homeschooling large families or multiple children is that there is a rhythm to the day. Now, you might be a strict ordered timetable kind of person. There's a schedule. You've got everything in every hour and every 10 minutes you know, go for it if that's your thing and everyone thrives on that. Um, and But I would say, you know, just something like a whiteboard with morning gathering, independent work. This is when we're going to have dinner. This is when we're all going out for a walk, whatever it is, that there's a rhythm to the day and everyone knows what's happening. Now, what I do with... Um, and what I've always done as a form of communication with my with my four children is on a Monday morning, we do a weekly briefing. So the first thing we do when we sit down, I open up my diary, my calendar, and I go through the week with them. Um, and what I'm giving you here is just some practical kind of atmosphere things that are really helpful when you've got multiple children. So I will give them a briefing on the week and I just go through or every day, if there are unusual things going on, if we've got a trip, if mum and dad are going out in the evening, like when they were little, I would tell them this is when we've got a babysitter. And, you know, for some of my children, it was really important that they knew what was going on. For some, some, for some other children, they just would ask every day, what is it again? What's happening again? So I don't have a visual calendar of what's going on every day on my wall, um, but everything is in a digital calendar we have a rhythm to the day and I always communicate with the children what, what is going on. We don't do loads of activities. Um, my children are getting a lot older. Two of them are virtually independent now. They are still living here in this house, but working full time, you know, driving, jobs, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I have two full time at home that even that will be changing over the next couple of years. So stuff is changing very, very quickly. And it does. It changes very quickly. But that Monday morning briefing is so important. And I ask it, do you have any questions about what's going on this week? So that there, there is a you know, what I always say, don't you? Um, there's no um, expectation without explanation. So I like to give my children at the beginning of the week a full overview of this is what this week is like. Even at the weekend, you know, this is what we've got planned. Grandma's can be going over having a barbecue at this house or we need to be up at this time for church. Whatever it is, there's a full overview of the week so they can see this is how this week is going to look. And then every morning, 
as a whole um, whoever's been homeschooled especially when they were all four at home we would have that morning gathering it's called many different things you know morning basket morning time uh, morning collective I've heard it called all sorts of things and you guys know I was doing this before I even knew it was a thing it was just a natural point of the day everyone's sat having breakfast let's read something let's talk let's do a briefing on the day let's let's review let's have a look outside the window talk about nature whatever it is and that always has hemmed in our morning so i think as part of the rhythm whatever maybe you're not a morning gathering person you know maybe the first thing you do is go out with your kids and go out into the park and out into the woods and take breakfast with you you do you it's really important that you are an expression of your values, your family, and who your children are growing to be. That is so important. Um, you know, you can look across Instagram, can't you? And uh, there are so many similarities across homeschool families and across Charlotte Mason families. But it doesn't matter. Um, you, it, 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 a part of what I uh, teach here and what I endorse in my work in my writing is that individuality find your freedom in the philosophy in fact guys let me tell you i didn't mention this at the beginning but in on june the 11th i have another workshop and i'm going to be interviewing and doing the workshop um it's a zoom workshop you know you guys know you come to them it's pay what you can so you just put a donation and you get a ticket and i'm going to be interviewing amy hughes she is simple little amy on instagram and she is what she would describe as a Charlotte Mason unschooler. Now, I am fascinated by that because as much as I have rhythm and structure, I also love the very organic, natural approach to education and have a strong belief in that. So we're going to be talking about that with her. Um, you know, is this a thing? Can you kind of have those two pedagogies and work that out as a family so if you're if you feel the same if you're like you know sometimes I would describe myself as an unschooler but I love the Charlotte Mason philosophy then come along to that workshop because Amy is a pro at all that so also all the links are in the details of the podcast here okay so we're talking about family life now let's look at how it works when you have multiple children multiple ages and you are trying to um look at how does the day look you know how do i meet everybody's educational academic needs how does this look so i'm gonna give you um kind of a picture a kind of a view of how it worked out in our family with four children i have coach people on this before and they have got more children than me and they have made this work with theirs as well so this is how it works over here at the Bowden headquarters <laughs> um so you know i love alliteration so i've um all these parts of the day are kind of a um begin with g i think yes they do yes so we start our day with gathered learning now gathered learning is that time that is often known as morning time morning basket morning gathering and that is our i think i used to call it bible and briefing when they were when i was first getting going um but gathered learning is a time when everybody who is home educated in the family whoever's in the house 
comes together for that time. Now, whatever the makeup of your family is, you, you know, you could have a breastfeeding baby, toddler in a high chair, somebody else sat eating their breakfast. Uh, you know, you might have a preteen sat there, um, you know, playing with something while they're talking, while they're listening. And then you might have a teenager sat as well, just kind of buttering toast while you're reading. And you've got the whole family sat around the table. Uh, food is a great gatherer um, but I also think that sometimes children just need something to hold or to uh, draw or whatever it is I'm all cool with that um, so the gathered learning is a time where depending on your family values and your faith and your outlook on life you might do something of a spiritual nature so for our family we would read the bible and pray in that first session um, and then we if we were memorizing scripture of any kind we would do that then as well so we would have the first thing that we would do is I would do this briefing with the children and then we would begin our kind of spiritual formation work and then I would read a poem um, and then we would I mean over the years lots of different things have come in and out of that session uh, we went through a long period of time where we would do a daily nature observation and that was from a either a doorstep observation or out of the window so this is even this is outside of the kind of going for a walk and doing nature study but this was a point of helping our children every day notice the weather notice what's growing on the trees notice what's in our garden and we would have a page per a, a, a week per page view like a double page spread of a calendar that would have a week across it and you know you can pick them up from the pound store a dollar store whatever supermarket and you can just write in I would write we would write the temperature we would ask Alexa what the temperature was and then we could write in just a couple of observations that was part of our morning gathering that got everybody involved uh, as part of that morning gathering we'd have a read aloud of some kind a family read aloud um, and many different things would often come in and out of that often in that morning session that's when we would do our um, picture study, composer study, I would have music playing as we were gathering. Um, so you can see how this is a really creative time where anything that you would do all together would come into that time. Now the second part of the day is what I call um, going solo and this is independent study. So going solo is independent study. Now I believe at any age um, from the formal schooling age, which Charlotte Mason says it will be six years old. For, for many, it looks younger than that. I do understand that. Um, but from a very young age, that there are elements of a child's education that they are capable of sitting and doing on their own. Often people think homeschooling is you're with them all the time. Um, that's not the case. And for me, it was important that I were that I was cultivating independent learners. So right from when they were five and six years old, they would all have tasks um, to fulfill in their independent study time. Now this can be simple as, as colouring in a map. So they're starting to get visual ideas of what a, a, the map of Europe look like, looks like or a map of the United States. It could be having some manipulatives, uh, maths manipulatives in a basket that they play with at that time. And obviously, the older they are, the more independent responsibility they have. So, for instance, and, and also just to say, 
each child has a tub or a basket that has everything in there that would equip them for their independent study. So it has everything in it, even, you know, a pencil, a calculator, a ruler, these tubs of manipulatives, colouring pens, whatever it is they need, their own books that they're reading on their own, they're all in that tub, they're all in that basket, so that they can pick them up and take them to their space in the house, wherever that is, and they can do that work on their own. Now, for the younger children, that might be five minutes of independent study. As my kids get older, they are often an hour, an hour and a half doing their independent study, and that's the scope of their whole school life. Goes from five minutes to one and a half hours um, when they would be just focused on their independent work. And as they get older, you want them reading their books on their own. And obviously, as the 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 older they are, the older they stay at home with you, the more independent they will be working anyway, unless they need some help um, with the teaching. So you've got gathered learning, going solo. Now, let me advise you, this is the time to grab a cup of coffee. This is the time to just kind of grab the things you need for the next lesson or or even just to empty the dishwasher if you want. I like the coffee option. Um, because if you've got very little ones, it may only be five minutes. And you also, in, in the light of masterly inactivity, you may very well need to be in the room while this is going on if your children are young. But again, in my experience, I can tell you as your children get older, that is less and less required. You don't need to be hovering. Um, my uh, what my instruction to my children is um, go through everything in your independence new basket that you, you are required to do. If there is anything you need help with or are struggling with, save that to the end and then come and see me. Um, so it does mean I get at least five or ten minutes where nobody needs anything and I can just get that change of pace so the next thing then um that what i would talk about then is group work so group work now this is where um i would do either one-on-one or one-on-two or you know you would do groups of children together so you could if you've got four children this is um so the group learning and the going solo this is where i would inter sect and kind of switch those around so for instance in my um, experience I had two children that could work together that were older and two younger children that could work together so what I would do with group learning and going solo whilst two of the children were doing their independent study they're going solo I would be working one-on-one -on -one with the or one-on-two sorry with a group of with two of the children so two of them are busy doing their independent work i'm doing history or geography or science or something with the other two and then i would switch them over so um whilst the other ones are doing their independent study i would be working on the group work with the other children so there's always something going on now depending on um how many children you've got and what those ages are you know there might be a lot of switching around and you may not get that five minutes to grab that cup of coffee or empty the dishwasher but you get that you get the idea so you've got these sections of the day and and the the group work is really when you can do some you can zone in 
on the age-specific books or the age-specific application of work that you want to do with that group of children. And then the fourth section of the day is get outside or go outside or get your hands on something. And that's where your handicraft, handiwork, um, nature study, all that kind of stuff. And again, depending on the children's ages, that could be done um, individually, independently, or well, not so much the nature walk. <laughs> Send them in the garden, that's fine, isn't it? But you know, if they are working on something, a craft, they can do that on their own. Sometimes that requires lots of help. So the, all these can apply to all the different ages. You know, children of all ages can do gathered learning. Children of all ages can go solo and do independent work. I really believe that I've seen that to be true. I know some of you are saying, my, you know, my six-year-old doesn't sit still for two minutes, but if we are practicing the habit of attention and if that is growing and developing in them, then just if two minutes is good, then praise them for two minutes. Next day, try for three and just build up that time. And the thing is, you can really help your child understand that um, independent study is this wonderful thing that is, is part of them growing up and that they are responsible for their own study, that they're responsible for this moment and you are trusting them to be able to do this little bit on their own. And it's wonderful. I mean, I find that it's almost this reprieve as well between lots of reading and narrating and heads down and they get to sort of use a different part of their brain. Um, again, depending on the age of the children, often maths is part of their independent study for my kids. And then sometimes that comes into they will if they need help with that. They will come in and ask me and I will do a lesson with them. So then the going, so you've got the uh, uh, gathered learning, going solo, which is independent study. And then group learning is really when you are doing one-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three. And you may need to, you know, depending on what's going in the family, you can send uh, you know a couple of kids off to watch documentary while you're working with the others and you just have to be smart with it you know what can whilst I'm doing this what can I plan for the others to do you know with toddlers I would have rotating I would have baskets of of um uh, I'm using bunny ears here school specific um uh, school specific activities so I would have baskets or tubs of um, special toys that only came out during that time. So one of them was like a sensory box. Another one was like um, a box of like silk scarves, you know, those kind of colored scarves that we all used to buy and play with our kids. Uh, one, it might be blocks or something like that. Another one, it might be some special coloring activities. And I would rotate them. So when I was doing this focus work with my children, and I had a toddler that was, uh, you know, all over the place or whatever toddlers are just people they all have different personalities they're fantastic um but i would say i would be like right let's get this box out today and so there would be this moment of oh this is special and i sometimes would get this break to be able to work with my older children sometimes they would just be sat on my knee and i would be playing with one hand with a toddler and teaching on the other side and it really is you've just got to be smart about it you've got to be creative but it is entirely possible to be able to do this and remember you're 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 growing and training up um, independent learners so as soon as they can 
begin to read more of their own books and write their narrations out and then you can review it with them at the end of the day and do bigger reviews on a Friday maybe with older children. I think you sometimes have this idea of they're always going to be with you all the time but that's not the case at all and it actually is when you find joy in that and you find a rhythm to your day and you find a system of kind of working this out that everyone's got activity and um, employment as it were throughout the day um then there is a piece to that, there is movement. It might not be quiet, but there is an intentional movement and a kind of choreographing your day around the different ages of your children and it is entirely possible. If you're feeling overwhelmed today, if you're feeling like this has really actually felt like it's been too much for me, then I would say that is a great big sign to say stop, you know, take a few days um, ask someone who is a support to you to maybe have the kids for a day or take an evening after the children have gone to bed and just sit with a notebook and really bash out some ideas around this. How could this look? One thing I love to do, and I do this with coaching clients sometimes, is like, what is your dream day? Like not in a kind of ostentatious, romanticised um dream but what is the day you would love to have and what does that look like and so you kind of write that out and this is what I would I would love my days to look like and then I would say go back to it again and make it real you know how can I can I make this uh, something that is doable and then I would say a third time then you go to it again and say what do I need to action to make that happen so here's a um uh, a go a takeaway for you guys if you want if you're feeling like this is actually been difficult for me I'm struggling to home educate my my uh, multiple ages of children then let let just take a break take a pause ha take some time if you can away from the children to be able to really focus on what you would like your days to look like and um you know, again, let me tell, I'll talk you through those three stages, get a journal, get a notebook, write down your dream day. What do you, you know, this is what I'm not going to say the word perfect day, but your dream day. This is an ideal day if you want. This is what an ideal homeschool day would look like for me. Then that's your first take. Second take is go back to it and edit that to make it realistic. You know, actually, with with what I know of my children, our resources, our home, our environment, what is realistic? Now redraft it to be a more realistic one. And the third take, the third is edit. It, it really is, how do I practicalize this now? What three things do I need to do to make this happen? So I didn't get as far as sibling relationships and but I can honestly say that when there is good communication, when there is a rhythm in the day and there is explanation and expectations are being communicated. And um, I do know there are many, many um, children who struggle even with all those things set up and lined up. And I um, hand on heart, I, I get it. I, I do understand that this may sound very kind of like, well, you know, tick all these boxes and it will be fine. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is um, if you are at, at 
at page one of this, if you're trying to figure all this out and try and put these things in place, how is your communication with your children? Do not have expectations if you're not communicating with them. Have that beginning of the week briefing you know how what does the rhythm of the day look like you don't have to have a tight schedule it doesn't have to be printed out and stuck on the wall but how can you communicate the kind of you know bricks and more the, the 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 basics of what goes on throughout the day how can you help your children feel secure as you you know you dance throughout the homeschool day um you know, how can you create that rhythm? How can you still have that one-on-one -on -one time, gathered learning and feeling like you're connecting um, with all of them at some point throughout the day? Yes, it's a lot, I know. Uh, but this is what we signed up for. And I know that we can do this. I know that you can do this. And, um, you know, I think as well, just to, as we wrap up this session, that rest in, in whatever shape or form it looks like in this stage of your mothering, rest your body, rest your mind at some point, um, you know, a few moments in the day, a longer time in the week and an even longer time once a month. Just try and grab those bits where you're having those deep rests, um, you know, fueling your own soul, um, educating your own minds and resting your bodies. So um, guys, if you've got friends who can help each other out, you know, take a take them for an hour. I'll take your kids for an hour. Get yourself, have a nap, go for a walk, make your favorite coffee, whatever it is. I'm sure we can all try and be community and help each other out. Well, I hope that this has been helpful. If this has been half an hour, I'm going to wrap up here. Um, guys, please do book into all the things before um before the coaching fills out before the conference tickets um uh, fill up and um so just a reminder you can go to my uh, bio in instagram you can go over to my modern miss mason website modernmissmason.com or you can go to the link in the details of this podcast click on that and just have a little look how can i connect with Leah over the summer, over these next few months, um, you know, how can I strengthen my understanding of the Charlotte Mason philosophy and what do I need to equip me to be a successful practitioner in the year, in the year, the, the, the academic year ahead. So remember there's coaching, uh, there's a course, the Charlotte Mason and Box course, there's a workshop coming up in June for those all over the world and, and we're going to be talking about Charlotte, the Charlotte Mason unschooler and uh, or the Charlotte Mason unschooling parent and there's the conference happening on the 2nd of July here in the UK and I, I am so excited about it. Um, go and check out all the details as you wrap up this podcast and go and see what you'd like to how, how we can connect you and I. Guys, have an amazing weekend or week whenever you are listening to this. Um, I'm so grateful for you and I'm also so grateful for your reviews and clicking on those five stars. It really helps other people find out about the Modern with Mason podcast. I will see you back here next week with artist and illustrator Anna Koska. Mm -hmm.